Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. Honestly, God dropped this word in my heart about a week ago, and I can't stop thinking about it. So I want to pray. We're going to minister. We're going to just experience God tonight because you made it here. You put clothes on. You put your makeup on. You got your kids here. And you know what? God's going to honor the fact that you are sitting in a seat tonight on the eve of Thanksgiving. Before I get started, actually, I want to prophesy. Nancy Rojas. God gave me this beautiful word for you, and it's your birthday. Yesterday? Today. Yesterday. That's what I thought. And um, during worship, he just brought you to mind. And I actually saw your ministry has been like a babbling brook for people, where people can come, they can drink, they can get refreshed. Even just the sound of a brook is so peaceful. And the wisdom that you have to offer nourishes people. It's like a cool drink of water. But I actually saw the Holy Spirit testing you with the brook. And this year, and this new year for you, he actually is going to turn your brook into a raging river. And this is what I know about rivers. They have the ability to take rocks that are jagged and make them smooth. And I actually saw you like a force in the kingdom in your ministry with your husband. The both of you guys together are actually going to see yourselves in these situations where God asked you to speak boldly, but that boldness is going to take jagged rocks and make them smooth. And your ministry is going to be so powerful and you're going to delight in it. Your marriage is going to delight in it. And God just has so much for you. So get ready because you're turning from a brook to a river. Amen. In Jesus name. But we love you guys. We honor you for all that you do. There's some of our secret weapons. We have a lot of secret weapons at Awakened Church. And now the prophetic is flowing. I'm like, okay, I might prophesy at the end because I have a few more people that, that I want to just encourage. But you know what? You can get a prophecy for yourself because we all have the Holy Spirit. <laughs> and sometimes I need a prophecy, which is just an encouragement about what you're going through or about your future. And I'm like, God prophesy over me. I need some, I need some help here. Um, and we're in this perfect series going into the holidays about living a life. What's it? A beautiful life. It's a wonderful life. That's right. <laughs> it's a wonderful life. And, um, I know over the last few years, none of us have gone unscathed. We have actually experienced probably the full spectrum of life and not all of it we would say, is that wonderful? But God actually says a lot about what it looks like to have a wonderful life. So the title of my message tonight is Wonderful. And then somebody was like, didn't Stacy preach that message? But no, she said, beautiful. I'm doing wonderful, okay? So not to be, not to be confused, although this amazing message, podcast it. But we are going to talk about the wonder of God tonight. And it's the perfect thing to talk about on a Wednesday because Wednesdays are for ministry. Wednesdays are for getting filled up so that you can go out and you can experience God for yourself. That's Mike and I's heart is to actually create moments on Wednesday nights for you to experience God for yourself. 
so that you can go empowered and with clarity, do everything that you're called to do for the rest of the week until Sunday. And then by Sunday, it's time to get back in here because <laughs> the world is cray cray. But um, the Bible says that, and this is what spurred on this, this journey I just took with the Holy Spirit, that wonders, signs, and miracles would follow those who believe. And I was thinking about that. I'm like, isn't wonders the same as signs and miracles? Like signs, miracles, and wonders means that wonders is different than a sign and wonders are different than miracles. Have you guys ever thought about this? For whatever reason, I hadn't thought about it until this week. And so I asked the Holy Spirit, well, what is it, what is it to actually experience the wonder? Because Mike and I have experienced a lot of miracles. And if you plant yourself in this house, you will experience miracles. You will also experience signs, whether it's through the prophetic, whether it's through witnessing something and somebody else that you know their story and you're like, oh my gosh. Signs always point back to the word of God. They always point back to Jesus. And God will give you signs to to allow you to actually experience him in a more full way. But what about the wonder? What about the wonder? And I, I looked at the definition of wonder, and this is it. A feeling of surprise mingled with admiration caused by something beautiful, unexpected, unfamiliar, or inexplicable. Isn't that a great definition? for what God wants us to actually be attached to those who believe. And I feel as if for a lot of us, because of what we've gone through, or maybe because we're entering into the holidays, we are fully expectant for God to do miracles. We're even fully expectant for God to give us signs, to direct our steps, to show us where we're supposed to go. But we're leaving off the expectation for the wonder. And tonight, God wants to fill each and every one of you with his wonder so that you can fully enjoy who he is, you can fully enjoy the holiday season, and you can fully enjoy what it actually feels like to live a wonderful life. I, um, I tend to be like, so there's, you know, opposites attract. So I, I tend to be on the extreme of I, I don't really have um, that hard of a time accessing joy it's been just something that God has given me a lot of since I was little, and I just find the joy in life, really. I'm not a very sad person, <laughs> um, and it's easy for me to just find the joy in things. And then my husband, who's a brilliant teacher, a brilliant mind, he is more of the realist out of the two of us where <laughs> he'll be like, yeah, great, but here's the facts. And I'm like, I don't care about the facts. <laughs> I want to have fun. I want to enjoy life. Like, you know, not Akuna Matata life, but like the God life where you're just drinking in the goodness of God and experiencing everything and, and the feeling of it. I think women have an easier time experience the feeling part of our faith, whereas men have to wrestle for it a little bit more. But, but God wants all of us, no matter if we are, you know, if we lean toward realism or joy, I'm not even going to say the other word of realism, wherever you find yourself, the wonder of God has nothing to do with your personality. It has nothing to do with how you're created. It, it actually is attached to the miraculous, which means it's, 
It doesn't come from us. It comes from heaven. And God wants us to experience it as we believe and follow him. So this is my question going to the message. Where is your wonder barometer? Where is it? Can you locate yourself right now? Maybe you are having the time of your life, you know, preparing for Thanksgiving. You love your family. There's no division. Things are peachy keen. Or maybe you're literally experiencing loneliness or tragedy, or this is the first for you of not having someone, or, or there's different things or situations in your life where it's actually hard for you right now to locate any wonder when it comes to your relationship with God. And no matter where you find yourself, where that barometer is, I'm prophesying that we are all going to walk out of those doors or those doors if you have kids. Don't forget your kids. <laughs> Whatever door you walk out of, you're going to leave with an impartation of wonder so that you can go into tomorrow and fully experience all that God has for you. Amen? You guys with me? You tracking? Okay. So my first point is the downer point, it's wonderless, okay? Because we need to talk about what it looks like to not have something before we can really talk about what it looks like to have it. And scripture actually talks about what it looks like to be wonderless. Um, and the scripture that came to mind first was the scripture in Proverbs. And um, it says, it's Proverbs fourteen twelve. It says, hope deferred makes the heart sick. And I think if I can think of any scripture that fully defines what somebody looks like with no wonder from God, not walking in wonder, not experiencing wonder, it's somebody that has a sick heart. And um, I love that the Bible actually says that it's not that hope is nowhere to be found. It's that hope is deferred. And when hope is deferred, it means that it's actually just out of reach, but it's, it's still there right? But that makes your heart sick. And I think for many of us, when we go through trials in life, when we experience pain, when we experience things that are unexpected even, if hope is lost, then it actually makes our heart sick. And people are, are so obsessed with sick, <laughs> being sick. Like, oh my gosh, you know, with all the viruses going around and with COVID and with all the, the news. I mean, turn on the news, like, good grief. But that actually doesn't even touch the topic of your heart. And God wants to put wonder in your heart. He wants to let you know that you actually have full access to hope this season because it comes from him. It doesn't come from anything that we can conjure up on our own. And at the end of tonight, I'm going to pray for those of you that have experienced a little bit of, of sickness in your heart. And there's going to be healing through the hope of Jesus Christ. And when we have that, that access and we say, yes, I actually need hope, then I believe that wonder is always attached to hope. Wonder is always attached to joy. Wonder is attached to opening up your heart and letting God fill you and fill him fill you with who he is, which is the gifts of the Spirit. I love one of my favorite Christmas songs. One of the lines is, is that there's a thrill of hope. The weary world rejoices. And so in this scripture, or scripture, in this song, 
Thrill is really a synonym, I think, of wonder. It's, it's the pizzazz, the spark of experiencing God. And when's the last time that you, you had some wonder? When's the last time when you enjoyed God? When's the last time that you couldn't get enough of what God is doing or who he is or running to the word to spend time with him or wanting to share with other people about the story of who he is, the gospel? When's the last time? For some of you, it's going to be tonight. (laughs) So I wanted to point out what this looks like through a Bible story where a miracle was present, a sign was present, but the wonder was not present. And it's in John 5, and it's the story of when Jesus fed the 5,000. A crazy miracle, right? Like thousands of people got fed from one plate of food. I mean, if that's, you got to really be blind to not recognize that as a miracle, right? And so the disciples were with Jesus, and they're like, oh my gosh, Um, you know, they're giving out all the breads and the loaves. Everyone gets fed, and they had leftovers for days. Like, everybody took home leftovers and then some. And it's interesting because in the Bible, the story ends, and then the disciples get on a boat. They actually hit a huge storm, and they get to the other side. And then they're chatting with Jesus, and he brings up when he fed the 5,000. It took like a boat ride for him to wait until the disciples were even ready to hear this. And I want to read you the scripture. It's John 6, 26. It says, Jesus answered, very truly I tell you, you are looking for me, not because you saw the signs I performed, but because you ate the loaves and had your fill. So we see the disciples who experienced the miracle And Jesus called himself the bread of life, right? That was the sign. The sign always points back to the gospel. He fed people bread, but he came knowing that we need more than bread and water. We need the bread of life. That's why we take communion in church every single month, because we know that our limitations are here. We need more than what we have in our own hands. And Jesus said, you missed out on the wonder. You missed out on the feeling. They were just talking about the facts. They were just talking about, oh my gosh, like these people are just going to be hungry again. Like they were just so militant in what was happening and Jesus had to correct them. What are you doing? You don't, you just want me for a handout? Like you just want me to, to do some miracles so that you could eat? Like I'm so much more than that. That's just the beginning that's not the end. And they missed out on the wonder of who God is. And I know that it's so easy, especially in a church where we are fresh, real, and powerful. We're the house of transformation. We see miracles happen. And Mike and I have fallen into this trap where we actually become so, you know, on mission that wonder almost becomes like the fluff of our, you know, of what we do. But Jesus puts such an emphasis on it. Like, that has to be present, too, for those who believe. Like, you can't just walk in the miraculous, see the signs, understand the word of God. Like, for those who believe, the wonder part has to be in there, too. 
And there's an attack on experiencing the wonder of God because if you are happy, people are like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> people literally tell me that. They're like, what's wrong with you? And um, especially in 2020, it was this dichotomy of like the lowest of lows, but also so much joy. And anytime I felt joy, I felt like I had to hide it because it, it offended people. And I realize now we have to stay, we have to put a stake in the ground that we're going to be a church that fully displays the wonder of God to a world that is so lost, that's so depressed, that's so hopeless, that has so much anxiety, that's addicted to pills, addicted to shots, addicted to things that they can control. And without the wonder, what are we left with? Just a handout. God is not a handout God. He loves us. He wants us to experience not just life, but life in abundance. Right? Amen? I remember even, and Mike preached about this in a tithe message or, or a full-length message, but we, um, we were going through some financial, can I just say, too, when it comes to finance? Because we believe this life for so long that, like, once we made X amount of money, then stress would go away that we wouldn't have to, you know, be so much in fasting and prayer, that we wouldn't need the miraculous as much. But it just gets worse, guys. <laughs> the more money you have, the more responsibility that's on your shoulders, and that's why you have more money, because God is actually able to trust you to be responsible with it. And in that, there's a whole different realm of I need you to show up, God. So I used to believe this lie, and I was actually thinking about it earlier. Like, I worked for um, somebody like 10 years ago, and I'm like, if I just, if they could just give me one month of like half of what they made, that would sustain me for a whole year. Like, if they just did that for me. And it's just so silly, like such weird thinking. Um, the more God gives you, the more he entrusts you. And so learn the basics now if you want to be entrusted with more. But when you're entrusted with more, just know it's going to come with more stress, good stress, more laboring and prayer of like, wow, God, you're, you're wanting us to steward things that are so beyond what I thought we were able to steward. And that's really the point, right? And if you're in a place where you're struggling to make ends meet and you look at people that are more successful, like if I just had that, then all my problems would go away. That's a lie. Our problems never go away. <laughs> they only become more and more, like the scope becomes bigger for what imprint you're leaving in the kingdom of God when it comes to money, okay? Anyway, I just felt the need to say that. I don't know why. That was for somebody. Whoever you are, God sees you and he wants to encourage you to not put off your small beginning or to not think that you're excluded because of the season that you're in. But actually the season you're in is the exact season that he's preparing you for what's coming. So embrace it and find the wonder in it. I think too, when we have a lack of wonder in our life, it's so easy to fall into victimhood. It's so easy to fall in, well, if, if I just had this, then, you know, then I would be able to fully praise God. Or 
Like without wonder, there's no like urge to just thank God for who he is, for what we do have, for what is in our hands. It, it's a joy sucker. Like literally, when you don't have wonder from heaven, you can't fully enjoy the things that are actually in your life right now. Not the things that we're hoping for. We're all hoping for more. We're all hoping for God to do things in our future. But what's, what does your life look like right now? What is the blueprint of your life on Thanksgiving 2022? And tomorrow when you sit at the table, how are you going to feel? Are you going to fake it till you make it? Or are you going to actually ask God to put wonder inside of your heart where it's going to flow out of you and not be something that you just have to like stomach and put on a smile and, and then drink too much or whatever you do, whatever vice you have. Like, can we actually let God be more than enough for us? Can we let God fill us to the point where there's overflow tomorrow and into the holiday season? I'm prophesying that there's some of you that have been Grinches when it comes to the holidays, and God's going to do such a miracle in your life when it comes to the wonder of God that you're going to literally be like, and then his heart grew 10 times bigger. <laughs> like that's going to be you because God wants you to experience joy and peace and all of the goodness that he has. Which leads me to, amen, yes. Amen, Katie, as Pastor Leon says. That was good. Which leads me to point number two, wonderful. What does it look like to have a wonderful life? And I want to reference another miracle where all three miracle signs and wonders were present. And it's the story of when Jesus turned the water into wine. And the party was dying out there was no more wine. All that was left, and actually my husband pointed this out, was the barrels of water that were used for purifying. It was the water that they used to wash their hands. And Jesus came in, he said, bring, those, bring that water to me. And he turned it into wine. And they gave the wine out to all the guests at the wedding. And all the guests were in wonder. Oh my goodness, I've never tasted wine this amazing served at the very end of the night. And I love that the sign pointed back that we could never purify ourselves by our own means, but it would take Jesus coming and doing a miracle to actually cleanse us with his blood, which wine is a sign of blood, right? When we take communion that we could fully be covered by his blood and experience the richness of life that only comes through knowing him. And that's the wonder. And we, we read about it, all the guests talking about the wonder. How sad would it have been if, if those guests had no reference point for what good wine was? Or they didn't even care about the wine. It would have made the story so different, but they had the fullness, that full picture of the miracle, the sign, and the wonder. And I want that for us as a church. I want for us to not just experience the word of God, to experience the miraculous, but I want, I want you to experience the wonder of God. And I, not just with the big things, with the, with the smallest things. Like for the parents out, out here, like, do you enjoy the wonder of raising your kids? 
Or are you just looking at this little bundle, you know, they call it a miracle, the baby. <laughs> like, oh, it's such a miracle. Do you look at your baby or your child or your teenager or your grown children? And you're like, yeah, these are my kids. Or, or do you allow yourself to actually experience the wonder of parenthood? When I go to the grocery store, I experience the wonder of God. Mike will tell you, I love going to the grocery store because there was a time where my grocery budget only allowed me to shop in the freezer aisle, you know, frozen veggies and frozen meat. And I called it goulash and I made it like four times a night. <laughs> and to be able to go to the grocery store and buy fresh food just literally is like an experience of the wonder of God for me. And I just, I literally could cry talking about grocery shopping, but I just experienced the wonder of God. And I, I take my kids, I'm like, guys, look, we get to have apples and bananas, whatever fruit you want, pick out. They each get to pick out a fruit and a vegetable when I take them grocery shopping, which is not every week. I'm not that impressive, <laughs> but they love it. And then because they had a, a part in it, they experience it differently. And when's the last time you just had wonder about the things that we have access to? We live in San Diego. Mike and I used to drive 10 hours to get to a nice beach, okay? Now, I don't know where you live, but it's not 10 hours away from the coast. When's the last time you went to the beach and just allowed yourself to get swept away with the wonder of God? I wanna actually play a YouTube clip that I think fully describes what I'm trying to get across and what God wants to have each and every one of you experience this holiday season. So can you guys roll the clip? Yes. This is for you, okay? <laughs> okay. Open it, open it, open it. What is it? giving him a banana for a birthday present and he he understands what it feels like to have wonder in his life but how much joy did it did it cause that whole room was laughing was enjoying watching him eat this banana was giving him high fives can we be that church can we be the church that in the little things and the big things and the trials and the disappointments maybe Maybe you thought that you were gonna unwrap something this year and turns out it was a banana. <laughs> and what are you gonna do? You know, we have a choice, but God wants to impart into you wonder where no matter what your year has brought you, no matter what has happened when you look into that bag that is 2022, you can experience the wonder because it's not from you. It's not conjured up, it's from heaven. It's miraculous. It follows those who believe. And I wanna pray for us tonight because 
I don't want cynicism to get in the way of what God wants to do in you. I don't want complacency to get in the way of what God wants to do in you. I don't want grief or a sick heart to get in the way of what God wants to do in you. And I don't want naysayers robbing you of the very thing that is evidence that you believe in Jesus. The enemy wants to make sure that you stay silent, you stay isolated, and that you are a fun sucker. And some of you need to check yourself when it comes to fun sucking. Don't make fun of people when they're having fun. Maybe you should join in on on it, right? Yes, suckers. Mike and I fight about this probably once every two months, six weeks. It's an ongoing fight. Pray for my husband. Because we will just be in the flow of the to-dos and the weight of responsibilities and our ki- raising our kids. And I will, you know, I have like a certain barometer where like I can handle not having fun for a certain amount of time. And then it runs out and I'm like, if I don't have fun with you, by the end of this week, I, I feel like I'm gonna die. Like I will just literally be like, okay, checking out, bye. Until I have fun, I'm not doing anything else. But some of us need to get a little bit more feisty about how much fun we're having. Like when's the last time we're like, actually it's unacceptable that we have not had fun in months. How are we gonna change this? We need a reset. We need a big reset. Like how are you gonna have fun? Some of you actually need to put effort into having fun. And you need to ask the Holy Spirit to show you how to take your brain and take all the stresses and all of the hurts and all of the whatever's going on and, and give yourself permission to experience the wonder of God in your marriage, in your parenting, in your jobs, in how you evangelize with Night of Christmas. When you go to Night of Christmas, just let that inner kid out, okay? And if you were hurt as a kid and shut down, then God's gonna restore that inner child in you because the Bible says to look to the children and that is how we're supposed to live, the faith of a child. So if if everybody could stand to their feet, I wanna pray. And if you felt numb or any of the things I've been talking about, you're like, oh man, that's me. I just want you to make your way to the altar tonight. And I want, I want to have a moment for you to experience the Holy Spirit giving you back the wonder so that you can enjoy all that he has for you. I know that there's more of you guys. Like, probably, probably at least half of this room was when I was praying. I was like, okay, at least half of the room. If you haven't had fun this week, then you need to get your booty up here. Having fun is just like the modern word for wonder. When's the last time that you laughed? That you laughed at the goodness of God? If you you cannot honestly say that you have not laughed at the goodness of God this month, then please come forward. Men, if you feel overwhelmed with with bearing the financial load going into the holidays and Christmas, I want you to come forward as well. I'm gonna pray over the men of our house. 
Wednesday night. Wednesday nights is when God does the impossible. Wednesday nights is when miracle signs and wonders happen. It's when they break out. Wednesday nights is the time that we actually don't have time for every part of the service because we know that the Holy Spirit wants to do something that only He can do. I want you guys just to close your eyes and I want the Holy Spirit and just begin to pray in your prayer language if you have a prayer language. I want the Holy Spirit to actually show you a picture of yourself being filled with His wonder. For some of you guys, it's gonna be a prophetic picture of, of the holidays, of you laughing with your spouse that you guys have been at odds for the last quarter or so, maybe year or so. For some of you, it's experiencing a miracle where you're not gonna be cynical or hard-hearted or just think like, oh yeah, cool, God did that for me. Okay, on to the next thing. Where's my to-do list? For some of you, it's gonna, it's gonna happen right now. If you feel like there's a thousand pounds on your shoulders, can you just lift your hands? The Holy Spirit wants to lift off that weight. Holy Spirit, in the sound of my voice, we break the burdens off of people in the mighty name of Jesus. Move powerfully in the mighty name of Jesus. We come against the, the lies of the enemy right now. We break them in the mighty name of Jesus. I thank you right now. We are breaking that spirit and we're breaking contracts. Right now, we break agreements and lies with the enemy that says that we have to do this, that we have to strive, that we're not enough, that we have to keep going, that it's all, on, all up to us. If we don't do it, then it's not gonna happen. We break those agreements right now and Holy Spirit, lift that weight off right now in the mighty name of Jesus. I release your power, I release your wonder into every single person. In the mighty name of Jesus, thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are the one that gives us joy, peace, kindness, patience. Thank you, God. I feel God's power right now. Do you guys feel his presence? He's here with us. I wanna pray for those that feel heart sick tonight, that feel like their hope has been deferred. And if that's you, I just want you to lift your hands. God's gonna heal the places in your heart where there's been hope deferred. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are, you are Prince of Peace. You are the one that gives hope. You're the hope dealer. I thank you that this Christmas season, you are restoring our hope to believe in what's not here. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that it's just deferred but that's not enough for you. It says that hope deferred still makes the heart sick. Even if hope means it's far off, that good things are coming. And, and I declare right now under the sound of my voice that people are gonna experience joy. I even come against victimhood, a victim spirit that says that I can't experience the goodness of God. I can't experience wonder until this happens, until I see this happen. I break those agreements that people have lived under that's become a curse in the mighty name of Jesus that they will experience the wonder of heaven. They will be a full testimony of a believer that experienced miracles, signs, and wonders. And I pray.
pray, Holy Spirit, that all across this room, people would feel just a breath from heaven, that we are the believers that will walk in miracle signs and wonders, and wonders. That you love us too much for us to just see it happen, but you love us enough for us to experience the feelings that come from knowing you and following you. And I thank you, God, that we are going to experience a holiday like none other. I pray, Holy Spirit, right now, that you would put into people's hearts just a desire to have fun with their loved ones, that they would make ways to have fun this holiday season, that they would experience the wonder together, not just by themselves. And I wanna come against a spirit of grief and a spirit of loneliness. And if you're experiencing loneliness right now, I just wanna pray over you. If you wanna lift your hand, somebody's gonna put a hand on your shoulder. In the mighty name of Jesus, we come against loneliness. We come against those that feel like they have to battle by themselves, that they are in a man cave or a she, she house, whatever women call it. She sheds, thank you. For those that feel isolated in their battles or there's shame attached to it or they don't feel like they wanna be a burden on anyone, that's a lie from the pit of hell. You are not a burden. You matter. What you go through matters to God. What you go through matters to the people that are in your life. You matter to us. And you are in this house because we love you. And we want to know. And we want to see you through that valley. We are not gonna leave anyone in the valley. We're gonna see people through the valley. So Holy Spirit, right now, I rebuke the lies of the enemy that say that people are a burden. And we cast out that spirit of grief. We cast out that spirit of shame in the mighty name of Jesus that we will experience freedom in this house and freedom to set us free because we deserve to be set free, not because of what we do, but because of what you did. So God, a fresh outpouring over every person tonight. We thank you, God. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you. Come on, just begin to lift up your praises to him. Can we sing one more song? We're gonna sing one more song and I just want you guys to praise and lift up, lift up your voices to him as he puts wonder on the inside of your hearts. Amen, amen. Wow, what an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already, and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.